everybody. Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Very excited for tonight's episode. Got the very funny, one of the best nicknames in all of comedy, comedian coleslaw, slam town, vinegar oh, bass. Vinegar bass. God, you, you fucked it up. I butchered it badly. Comedian slam town, a.k.a. comedian coleslaw, vinegar bass, right? Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't go. It's the podcast, a.k.a. the Kilgallen, a.k.a. the Joe. You, you, you scrambled all the words, right? I apologize. Yeah. These are better. It's Nate Burrows, everyone. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nate, did you watch Nate Robinson? You like that segue? Oh, man. Did you he watch Nate Robinson? Really good, right? He's a good boxer, that guy. No, but I mean, did you... When, when, he, when that fight started, did you kind of see him come out and he threw a couple, like he's real quick? At first, because I put I put $5 on Nate Robinson and it paid out 40 bucks, which is, that's the worst sign ever when $5 paid, because they, they, that just means they want you to do that because they're like, there's no way this is going to fucking happen. But you look at the, like, it didn't seem like either of them knew how to box. I didn't do any research because that's not how I bet. I just go off of instincts. And I heard NBA, former NBA super, like not superstar, former NBA basketball player, one of my favorite players to watch in the Bulls, all hearts, versus a YouTube guy. So I was like, oh, this is fucking dumb. Like, this is a steal. And then uh, that fight was bad. <laughs> it was sad is really the best way to describe it. I mean, it really going into it, I was like you thinking, all right, Nate Robinson's an athlete. Mm-hmm. This uh, Jake right. Paul guy I just knows from YouTube. Yeah. When they both came out, I remember thinking, all right, I mean, they're in good shape. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I know Jake Paul, people are like, no, he's been training. You know, the, yeah. the little clips on Twitter I've seen, but his other victory was against some other YouTube guy. So I'm like, how fucking serious exactly. is this? Dude? But then I found out he was, he was boxing. He like Nate Robinson didn't even start sparring till like this year. And this Jake, this Jake Paul guy apparently has been boxing for the past like five, and he's like training with like professional boxers and shit. Apparently, he was like actually like worked in. Yeah, let's set it up for everybody. Didn't have any defense. He was just taking haymakers to the face. Let's we'll get to the X's and O's of the fight in a second. I want to give a little bit of a backstory for some of the listeners Mm -hmm. who might not know what happened. Oh, this past Saturday night, November 29th, I believe was the date. There was a big boxing event because it was the Mike Tyson's first fight in like, I don't know, like 17 years or something yeah. like that versus uh, Roy Jones Jr., Roy, who retired Roy a few Jones years Jr. ago. Both guys who have been monsters in the sport, mm-hmm. champions, you know, and then on the undercard was kind of like, oh, this is just some hoopla, some mm-hmm. celebrity shit. Apparently, Nate Robinson kind of called out. Jake Paul, I believe he's got a brother yeah. Logan Paul, um, and they're YouTube star. So neither a lot of people are like who the fuck are these people? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're in the world of YouTube, you know these guys are big names. I've heard yeah. the names for a few years now. Yeah, I let's do like in this like that. I didn't know him. People were like you don't know this guy, and I'm like, no. I was so happy that I didn't know him. You know, <laughs> you know it's a weird world we're living in now, where people are like this fucking guy, and yeah, I was like. I felt so good that I didn't that I wasn't in that circle and I didn't know what was going on. Sometimes I feel bad that I don't know what's going on and I miss something that I'm like, oh shit, I gotta catch up to this. But that guy, I'm like, oh thank fuck I have to look this dude up because he just he seemed like such a dick. Yeah, well that's I think that's part of his shtick, I think. Um, well yeah, I think that yeah, and then he went with it. He made like he's made like millions upon millions of dollars being on YouTube. Dude, his girlfriend is smoking hot, man. Of course. He's a YouTube star. That's where all the babes go now is online. She well, that's one of the things though. So the people who haven't heard of him, it's that's kind of I don't know. Part of me likes the idea that there are these celebrities that are celebrities in the social media internet mm-hmm. world because they've got a huge following on Instagram or TikTok mm-hmm. or YouTube, of course. Sure. Because it's kind of like Hey, fuck you, network television, that industry. You don't yeah. know what's cool. Like, I, I remember when people first started giving shit to Instagram models. Like, oh, was she an Instagram model? I'm oh, like, they were like, yeah, like, yeah, bitch, you only on Instagram, kind of like taking shots at people for just doing that. And now it's like, 
they make bank. Also, I like Instagram models better. Nay, Instagram models are like punk rock SoundCloud rappers. Like they're because they're direct to consumer. They're, no, no, yeah. no Manhattan fat cat said this is what beauty is. America was like, I like her butt. I'm gonna like this photo. That is true. It, it is. It does give kind of the common person more power to decide. That is true. It gives more control to the masses. It's just fucking weird, especially on Instagram. When I go to like search something and they'll have like the recommended things, it'll be like most of it will be like sports. It'll be like basketball, basketball, like something from the Sopranos, like all this shit. And then like in the just in the in between all of them, there's just some giant like tit, there's just like a fucking girl like eat in each one. And I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like, it's just so weird how it jumps up. And I just got into Instagram like two years ago, so I had no idea any of this shit was going on. I've been like, I've been like away from the world. I feel like after I discovered this shit, I was like, this is nuts. I can't. Uh, yeah, dude, Instagram. Like you were saying though, it definitely suggests there is some people are like it's cheap though because someone will gain a big following because they're attractive. Mm -hmm. But if that's what they're setting out to do, that's why when I look at the Instagram modeling thing, like I was saying before, mm -hmm. to me, it's like organic modeling. It's someone mm -hmm. being like, I'm hot. I'll post my pictures here <laughs> and let the world decide. It, isn't that what we all kind of like the most? Where it's Dude, like, I, I was watching a movie with my girlfriend and I was on, I went on Instagram and I clicked on one of them. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I clicked on it. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm sending a message to Dale and she's like, I see your fucking phone. <laughs> I, I would have just been like, I'm zooming in her nipples. Okay. I think I, I could kind of see them. No, listen, I found the best way is to just be full on it. Be like, look, I'm sorry. I, I just, this movie sucks. I was watching a uh, garden state for the first time. And I, sh if I watched that movie like 20 years ago, it would have been good. But now I was like, I'm bored. I'm going on my phone. But yeah, I got caught and I tried. If you ever, for all for those of you kids out there, you ever get caught uh, looking at an Instagram model, uh, just say you, you were doing that. Just, yeah, just lie. Just be like, look, the, the lighting's great. Yeah, it's 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 much better. <laughs> My buddy Andrew Santino has a joke about that where yeah, I don't know if you know him. You probably know him, right? Yeah, no, I've heard of that guy before, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I made it sound like I was dropping a name. I wasn't. Ever no, 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 not at all. Like I've, I've just for like, years. like talk about him. Yeah, he's a really nice dude. But mm -hmm. I remember working with him one weekend, and he had a joke about how his like girlfriend or fiance was like, "I saw you. You were liking those photos. Why were you liking those Instagram photos, huh?" Mm -hmm. And he was like, "I was liking them because I like them. I like the way she looked <laughs> in them. I thought she looked, you know, I don't know. I just like I kind of like that brash honesty. You either go your way where it's like I wasn't doing that, or you lean into it hard." <laughs> We're like, I was definitely doing that. <laughs> yeah, you have, right. you just you just have to dive in. Definitely. All right. Well, let's dive into uh Mr. Jake Paul's Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, what did what do you because I really I still haven't I just still don't know what this motherfucker has done before. I just know he was on YouTube. Well, what I want to know is someone who I post like three clips a, a week on YouTube, sometimes four clips. Yeah, I've got nearly three hours of stand-up comedy content on the youtube channel yeah also by the way shout out to everyone who subscribes to the youtube channel you guys are awesome i really appreciate you mm -hmm. and um got a lot of people on tiktok now so thank you to you tiktok people if you guys are checking me out from that and the patreon i just uploaded a podcast with marty DeRosa on patreon bonus i've been doing bonus podcasts nate so yeah. definitely check all that stuff out thanks for the support everybody i love you but i want to know is like how do and i've got like nine thousand something subscribers which i think is awesome i'm very proud of that yeah, man. i just don't understand he's got 20 million subscribers <laughs> and i don't get what his hook is i think he did like prank videos and stuff i don't i will we'll get to it no i know and that's kind of what i'm that's what i'm trying to figure out and i feel like the people who have those 20 million it's like it's from basic ass shit like that though it's so like, many where i'm like i don't get it this guy's shoes are fucking whack and everyone goes oh and like that's what 20 million people are gonna click you know yeah, I mean, some of it's timing too, but then there are people sure. who like started their channels. I've seen people who started their channels three, four years ago and they have million subscribers now. Where I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. Good for I'm like, yeah, you know, good for them. I'm not hating. Yeah, um, pranks. put more pranks in your act. I think I mean, maybe I need to. I gotta become oh, like a prankster. Yeah, be a fucking be like a be a be a prankster comic. You know what I could do? I'll headline or the title, the title of all my videos, Nate, will be. 
comedian destroys audience with pranks. With, with pranks. Yeah, there you go. Like, I got you. <laughs> you were a prankster, though, I feel like, man. No, I never. I didn't do any. I didn't do any. I never really did any pranks. We had, I, I played football, and when I was a junior, we had this senior on our team who was a huge dick. He ended up playing at Stanford, but he was like a big meathead. And he used to not lock his locker. He just left a sign that said, don't fuck with my shit or I'll kill you. That's like what he put on his locker. But he's a huge That's meathead. Bad. So I took everything <laughs> in his locker and I hid it in random places in the gym and left little clues. <laughs> That's awesome. He'd be like, where the fuck are my shoes? And he'd be like, it's, he's like, you're, you're not far. It's in a door ajar. Like it's ain't shit like that. And he, that's the only time I ever pranked someone. And that was like the greatest prank I ever pulled. But I didn't, I never did shit like that. I was never a pranky guy. Only pranks. No, I got you, man. Pranks involve, like, even the one you did, that's, there's layers to that, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I put clues and shit. I put some time into it. My buddy was like, you got, I was like, dude, he he leaves his, it was just the arrogance of him to leave his locker unlocked. Like, I'm like, we got to do something with his shit. He's not that tough, you know? I just we were from the suburbs. You know, I was aware of that. <laughs> I had a friend who left his locker unlocked, and he he's one of my best friends. Actually, stood up at my wedding, but I was pissed off at him. Like we were talking shit during the day, and I got I got legit like you know fuck you, dude. And um, <laughs> so what I did was I opened up his locker and I spit in his shoes. Like I, <laughs> a lot of spit too. I really loogied it up, and he started locking his locker for that. I think we made up recently. I don't know how we made up. So we made up like the next day. But you went to school. You went to St. Pat's, right? I went like, to an all guys Catholic high school. Yeah. Know, but like, see, in 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 the suburbs, like you thought you were tough. If you were like the big guy in the football team, you were considered like a tough guy. You thought you were like a tough guy, or you could leave your shit unlocked and no one would fuck you. Like you could never do some shit like that in the city. You don't leave shit unlocked in the city. In the suburbs, I would just leave my bike like on a post. I wouldn't lock it up. Really? See, that's nice, though. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm not <laughs> saying that there's like I'm not saying one part is better. I'm just saying it's a different, it's a different psyche. You know, like in the suburbs, you you don't have that like insecurity about your shit getting lost because everyone just knows everyone another. But it's, you know, it's like in the city, I lost like four bikes before I was like, okay, shit, I gotta actually get a lock for this shit. I probably have about three bikes stolen as that when I was a kid from like the age of like 10 to 16 or something like that. I mean, like Ocean's Eleven heist teams that know how to they, they open up locked garage doors they could get in. These people are amazing. They're oh my God. In. Um, well, okay. For, I, I got a suburban high school question and then we'll get to who yeah, Jake yeah, Paul is everybody. Sorry for question. We'll talk about Jake Paul. Yeah, we're building the Jake Paul suspense right now. <laughs> so for my, maybe for my international listeners, I'm yeah. sure that you've seen a lot of American movies about suburban high schools. I've always thought it can't really be like that. Our, <laughs> when you watch a teen movie or a television show about high school, you know, your seven, 16 year olds. Yeah. Is it anywhere near what your suburban oh, high school? No, it's, okay. dude, it's always so the way that kids have party, like the parties in the movie high schools where it's just like the greatest thing ever. There's no the best house. Yeah, it's in the best house. There's like pools and random like lights, and sh there's like nothing. That's why Super Bad I thought was so good because Super Bad was a really grounded version of partying in the suburbs. It was like trying to find liquor, getting a fake, having a kid with a fake ID, and it was with a really shitty fake ID, and that anxiety of like getting shit and like trying to act like you were mature. But it was like you know like that attempt at trying to act like you were overage just looked so obvious. That was like the only like realistic approach, but like all those other, but that's the thing is like the TV show Weeds, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like there were certain movies about the suburbs that I was like, oh, that's pretty on point with like yeah. aspects of them. You know, I like that you mentioned Superbad though, because there are aspects of Superbad that hit on city life, and I think it was the looking oh, yeah. for alcohol. Oh we yeah, had it. <laughs> no, that's so. I wrote a screenplay, so I dropped out of college in like 2006, I want to say. Oh, and before okay. I did stand up, I wanted to be a screen. I wanted to write screenplays because I was a John Hughes fan and all that. And I wanted to write like one yeah. about going to a Catholic high school that was like legit because everything about Catholic schools is like, oh, the, the priest beat the shit out of you and you better mm -hmm. like straighten up your tie. My high school wasn't like that. It was very blue collar. Yeah. Everybody was sloppy. Everybody was goofing around. It was very fun atmosphere. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we our, our dress code wasn't bad. It was like you you dressed like you were playing golf. Everyone wore a collared shirt and like khaki yeah. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, I just thought they always got that wrong. I thought there'd be something cool about an all guys school that's not your stereotypical over the top like. Yeah, where where it's just it's like the yeah the they're all with like rulers slapping it on their hands and shit. Yeah, like that over it's the top. Kind of like just like nut jobs. Yeah, dude, for real. So <laughs> in a scene though. I write about going to get alcohol with a fake ID. Oh. Two years later, Superbad came out, or a year oh, later, and I'm like, well, I gotta get rid of that scene because it was yeah. so similar. And they um, and they captured that like that scene was done so well that I feel like if anyone out tried to do it again, you would have to that you'd have to come out with some such a different angle for people not to be like they already did this shit. I know they did that movie so well. Lucky for me <laughs> if I ever wanted to attempt a, a screenwriting career again. Um, that movie's like what 13 years old now. Yeah. So I, you, luckily there's some distance between if I were to make an attempt at trying to capture something like that. Yeah. Dude, I, I'm thinking about the whole scene. Remember when Jonah Hill's trying to psych himself up to go into the liquor store <laughs> yeah, dude, and he gets the old lady to buy it. And you, yeah, dude. And you, and, but the, yeah, how he kind of, how he kind of goes in this like dream sequence of what's going to, how it's going to play out that, I mean, I swear to God, we all did that. You all were like in your head and you're like, God, what if there was just a guy? Because I mean, that's what, and that's what sucks, man. It, I think that's what made drinking so fun. It was just the journey to get it, and when you got it, it was like every beer was so sacred. We used to. Did you ever garage hop? This is another suburb thing. You ever hear about this shit? No. People in the suburbs would leave their garage doors open, and they'd always have everyone in the suburbs has fr- like refrigerators in the garages. Yeah. To keep their beer, so you'd. Like you literally, your buddy would drive around and you'd find a garage that was open and you'd run in and you just grab whatever you can find. And it was like the greatest time. You'd literally like come back to the house and you'd be like, oh, fuck, we got Michelob. I remember I got Michelob and I remember that was like, I was like, oh, that's a nice beer. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you're drinking gasoline at that fucking point. But I was like, Michelob Ultra, fuck yeah. And I remember just being, and then someone tried to garage hop a guy's house and he was a former Chicago Bear. Wide receiver, God, what the fuck was that guy's name? It wasn't. Oh, Curtis was, Conway. It was, it was Curtis. No, it was like a, it was like a fifth. It was like one of those guys who was like only on special teams, you know. Oh, I got it. This dude, this dude came out of his house and chased on my friend and tackled him. You know, every every other place you robbed, like if a dad came out, it was like a suburb dad, you know. It was like oh, some yeah. fat, like suburban guy, but this guy was a fucking NFL athlete. And that was, and then we just didn't garage up anymore. See, I miss the innocence of youth when I hear stories like this. Ah, it was so incredible. The beer tasted so much better. Like it tasted so much better. The 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 feeling of getting drunk, if you felt like you earned it was so much more like of a crazy, like so much more fun. But it's also why America, with our strong drinking age, you know, drinking age of twenty one, yeah. where the rest of the world is way younger than that. That's yeah. why we. Of these binge drinking poisoning cases. You're getting and you're like, I just want to drink all this shit. (laughs) It was something about you're right. It earned it. I remember standing around like on like a brisk day, like maybe it was even winter, and you had to drink like where it was cold out in someone's cold basement or in an alley. And it just felt like, yeah, I'm wearing a winter coat, drinking a a cold beer. Yeah. Like dude, I I I literally was my sister had people home, her college friends home, and this guy was drunk and he gave me his ID is he had an expired idea and he gave it to me and he, we both had dark hair. His name was Nicholas Bash, Nicholas E. Bash. And it worked everywhere I went. It was like, it was like a lucky ID. <laughs> I actually, I actually have a, okay. There was, I don't know. How, it's like, it's a pretty short story, but my buddies, we found an ID on, on the ground of a bar. His name was Coleman Bubis. Already like a stupid name. He was wearing a suit in his driver's license picture and his head took up the whole screen. Like his head was like, like right around the screen. And we used to always go, it, he worked everywhere. Like my buddy was a redhead. Coleman Bubis had brown hair. He would get in. Like it was just this magical ID. And then I was serving at this Chinese restaurant and fucking Coleman Bubis walked in and sat at a, my table and I was serving him. And I, I'm wow. like, and, and I, you know, it's like you do a double take, but I'm like, it's he's wearing a suit, same size head. It's like in Chicago, one in a million. Ch- I text my friends in the back. I'm like, you're never going to believe he's on my fucking. I know it's Coleman Bubis. And so I'm like serving him. And then he gives me his card. And I look, sure enough, 
Coleman Boobis. And I go, Coleman. So I fucking come, I bring him the His name is Coleman Boobis. Coleman Boobis. And I go, I go, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, you're Coleman Boobis. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, we I've we found your idea at a bar like four years ago. We used it throughout our whole college years. Like it got us into everywhere. It got us beers. I go, can I get you some dessert? <laughs> I got him like a cheesecake on the house or some shit. Was he cool about it? Oh, he was actually kind of pissed because he was from Florida. And he's like, dude, I had to go all the way back to Florida to fucking get another ID. And he goes, but that is crazy. And I, and I go, you wear a suit. I go, you like, I was like, do you just wear suits all the time? He goes, my friends give me shit all the time about the suit thing. Cause we used to always make fun of how he wore a suit and his driver's license. We're like this fucking try hard dork or a suit suit. to the DMV. He's like, oh, I grad- I'm a driver now. Hey, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, <laughs> that just made me think of fake IDs. No, that's a great story, man. He's oh, like, man. it's like seeing a celebrity at that point. Yeah. My, my buddies are, I mean, they're all potheads. They're like, are you fucking with us? Coleman Boobus? Is that, I go, dude, it's fucking Coleman Boobus. They like, should have came down and you could have gotten a group pick. <laughs> No. Nah, again, like they were potheads. They weren't going to leave the house for anything. Well, dude, here's the. Roommates? What's that? You ever have pothead roommates? Uh, yeah. They were hockey player. They were minor league hockey player. Oh, well, they were like athletic pothead. Like they could smoke weed and their bodies are still. Like were they, were they like dirty, like stereotypical dirty potheads? The one dude was pretty dirty. He actually looked like the guy from Lost. With the long hair, what's that actor's yeah, name? I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, like big guy. Um, <laughs> he was actually he wasn't a hockey player, but the two it was a, a house like on the outskirts of Chicago. It was in the city, but bordered the suburbs. The neighborhood called uh, Edgebrook, and I lived there for six months mm-hmm. after my one buddy, who's a comedian, Rudy Ascot. He, what's up, Rudy? If you're listening, he I moved back Rudy to Ascot. when I first started. Man, that was like one of the guys that I was like, oh, when he'd go up. And Mike said, like, I want to watch this dude. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, Rudy's awesome. Yeah. So he was moving to LA at the time, I think, or maybe back to Alaska. And I had a six months where I rented a room in this house. It was like 300 bucks a guy. So it was a great deal. Yeah, but exactly. two dudes lived in the basement. And then a couple dudes, maybe there's like five of us living there. I think three of them played minor league hockey. The one dude um, was his girlfriend played hockey. She was mm-hmm. from Canada. She was um, Shit. on she's in the hockey hall of fame because she was the first woman mm-hmm. to score a professional point, score a point in a professional hockey game. Mm-hmm. It was in a minor league hockey game, like real low level, but it was pro. It was like, That's you know, cool, yeah. like juniors, wherever the hell they call it there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in like these small towns, like my one friend played for the Evansville Iceman, <laughs> and then he played in a Vermont league for a little bit. This was all like, Dude, was like our equivalent yeah. to a ball in major league baseball, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like hockey, so it's the areas that hockey is like really prominent are are completely opposite of like the areas of like football and basketball. Like hockey, you have to go into like little nooks like around Canada or like Minnesota and shit like that. It's hard to find like hockey, like, you you know, it's like you don't really see it much around here. No, yeah, there's weird random towns that you'd play through and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Anyway, though, so with the fake ID thing in the, in my screenplay, I'm giving away this free idea, everyone. Um, in my script, this was a true story too. The character's ID, the birthday, was uh, February 31st. And <laughs> I had a buddy who did that. There really was. I know a guy. My one friend had an ID that the ID was February 31st, 1982, and we're all like, "You don't see the problem here." It's like, yes. dude, the math's right. 1982 makes me 22 or whatever year it was, you know? And we're like, hey, dipshit. There's not a third. There's not 31 days in February. There's not even a 30th. And there's rarely a 29th. <laughs> dude, my buddy did that. He paid 250 legitimate looking ID. And he put February 31st. And in the first place he went, the guy goes, February 31st. And he goes, no, and just took it. <laughs> it was like the saddest. He came out fucking, I've never seen someone more sad. <laughs> I had a buddy for the same stupid shit. My cousin found an ID. This again, this is we're dating ourselves here a little bit in a cab. And he said, Hey, this will be good for Nicole. That's my wife's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously weren't married at the time. This was way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ID, I looked at it going, Yeah, this might work. It was an Arizona ID. But mm-hmm. then I looked at the address. Yeah. The address was then 2705 North Hoyne, Chicago, Illinois. 
it's, it was an Arizona ID, but for the address, they had Chicago, Illinois, like idiots. Like, they said, like Tempe, Arizona. I worked. I was a door guy. I never checked that shit. I literally would look, look at the date, even if it's at the, like I just I like didn't really care if it looked really flimsy. I'd be like, no, but I I never really had that problem. But I don't know. Yeah, as long as I think legally you could be like, it looked real to me. I think most bars were covered, perhaps. I don't know what the rules are. Maybe I'm I talking mean, about Irish math. Eyes was a spot you could get in no matter what. No, Irish Eyes is where I'd go to when I was yeah, under Irish Eyes, like I got stabbed in there, and the cops carted everyone, and like 75% of the bar was underage. I remember like that was a huge deal. And it was like, oh, yeah, we can't, you can't fucking go there anymore. Irish Eyes was famous for underage. I was drinking oh. underage there in 2003. Yeah. When I was 18 years old, man. That was. I, and then when I turned like, 21, I was like, go to Irish eyes. <laughs> yeah. We went to Kelly's Irish eyes, Lincoln station, which wasn't as easy, but they had 10, 20 cent wings. This was all Monday night. We'd bar hot Monday nights when we were 18, 19 years old. O'Malley's Kelly's was a dirty fucking spot. <laughs> well, then I remember my one friends, cause I was the only one who had a girlfriend, all my single friends. They had like, here's where we start tonight. Here's where we go. And then we were all the follow around girls. And then if they were striking out with like, the, your typical college girl, they would go to that Lily's bar because they had like an open mic on Monday for like poetry and shit. <laughs> and and they tried to bang an artsy girl. They had a, there was a five dollar ten shot Long Island iced tea, and the guy would pull it. He he'd pull out a milk jug. They put it in a milk jug, and he just dump it in a glass over ice. And you could get you get fucked up for five dollars. It was great. Great deals back that then. Was, yeah. well, that's a dirty fucking spot. Oh, I'm very <laughs> dirty. I miss that, that stuff. Spot. That spot has shit. They don't. Like, I don't even know how that spot exists. It was insane. That's what makes Chicago a fun city. Everyone, once this COVID shit's over with, make plans to visit Chicago. I'll have a show. Nate will be on the show. We'll make a night of it. All right. right, Back to this Jake Joseph Paul, his full name, 23 years old. We're playing the long game with this buildup. And then we'll talk a little bit about the fight. And then I want to plug this great thing, this great charity that Nate is is, uh, doing. So he's got 6.8 billion views. I don't understand. 20 million subscribers. Does it say what he does, like, specifically? Does he have a... Early life here. Throughout his career, Paul has become the subject of many controversies due to his behavior, including engaging in risky stunts and featuring age-inappropriate material for YouTube content, getting fired from his Disney television show. He's on a Disney show. Oh, he's on a Disney show? Okay. So he actually had some celebrity going in, I guess. Yeah, he was charged with criminal trespass at one point, too. All right, a little early life and career. He was born in 97. He grew up in Westlake, uh, just outside of Cleveland, I guess. Westlake, Ohio, with his brother Logan, who is also a YouTuber. Um, he's the son of... Who gives a shit? Um, Paul <laughs> began his career in September 2013, posting videos on Vine. By the time Vine was discontinued, he had amassed 5.3 million followers. Holy shit. Uh, where's the career come along? He probably, had, he probably did some crazy stunts. You know, he did, he did these daily vault logs where he did like crazy stunts and on his, if he jumped, if he was like jumping out of windows, like 10 feet, like 10 to 10 or 15 feet and beyond, I would, I would watch that. Like they'd have to be great. There's a guy named shoe nice who eats anything you request. Like he'll eat a book of matches. He'll like drink. I think a wasabi. Like, See that stuff. That's fun to watch. I can understand why people built a file there's all sorts of weird followings with stuff i'll watch like youtube kids with my son my three-year-old and there's this woman weird (laughs) she does these 10 minute long videos of these cool magnets they're like these little magnet balls she built like these massive castles and houses out and they're fucking amazing looking and that's all she does it's just her building a thing for 10 minutes she puts on youtube i looked it up she's worth like seven million dollars Dude, and that's what YouTube did. All those people, all those kids who their fathers were like, "You're doing this fucking magnet ball shit. This isn't in the re- this isn't gonna work in the real world." YouTube is what took that like hard nosed dad who was like, "You need to study and be a doc," and went, "Fuck you!" Like, yeah. shit is gonna sell. Like, like you're always on your extra sketch, and it's like, oh yeah, now you could put that online and and, and become a millionaire overnight. Like, stop playing Halo. I know you play Halo for a living. Halo gonna pay your bills. Uh yeah, it is. I met one of those dudes, man. My buddy, the guy's guy I worked with, his friend did it. And Brent came to the bar, and like someone was like, Are you are you like his name's like Nighthawk, like five seven six? And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, What? He makes twenty thousand dollars a month. People just watch him play. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. I remember and- doing shows at the improv in Hollywood. 
And like on the same night, we had a community Chanel going on at the yeah. improv in the main, we were like in the, the lab space, they call it. Yeah. But in the main stage, it was a thing called gamer grumps or some shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking to the booker. I'm like, who, who the fuck are these people? And he looked at me, he's like, Joe, booking shit like this hurts my soul. <laughs> they did two shit. They're doing two shows tonight. They sold them both out in 45 minutes. We make so much money off of this that I could then take the chance on booking headliners that I think are great, but they don't draw. It's the same. Explain it to me like that. I'm like, this makes sense as a business move. Then you know. Yeah. Oh no, and like, cause yeah, those nerds will pay money. Those this is this that's their life. There's nerds. They they don't go out. They play that game all the fucking time. They're like tech guys. They have like decent jobs that can subsidize, or they just like make money playing it. It's like they made bank that night yeah and these people paid 20 to 25 bucks a pop and then there was like a, a vip package where you could do the meet and greet they had to pay to do the meet and greet afterwards and all they did was they set up their fucking video game on the big screen projector that they have at the improv comedy club already and played video games and you're right the people who were there that was like their night out their night out was paying to do something they watched for free on online the hollywood improv you said at the hollywood improv on melrose in fucking hollywood like chris rock is doing the side room it was nuts. <laughs> i think we actually had a couple big drop-ins oh yeah he's dating julia rose who started a thing called shag mag we're talking about instagram yeah look up julia rose julia rose oh. were we talking about that before shit went weird Everyone no, listening we, now no, we, no we're this is this isn't the same thing. Okay, we had a weird editing problem and when we started the podcast. No, but that like that kind of just like what sells. Because like I remember like the guy who played Creed from the office came to town and he did beat he did beat kitchen and he sold it out, like that whole room. And it's like him doing stand-up and Blake opened for him. And Blake said, like, like he didn't do any stand-up, he just told stories and people just like he was crushing. And it was like, it was the saddest that the audience was like, they were all just nerds who love the office. And they were, it was like the most excited they've ever been to see this dude who's like never really done stand up go up and just fucking fart around it for a little bit. No, I know. And then, you know, you've got all these comedians working their ass off crafting these great jokes, but yeah. eh, whatever. I'm going to fucking get into Halo. Anyway. Dude, I would love to. Actually, I used to play Halo and I sucked at it. I look I off. I so upset. I take the shotgun and start just furiously trying to fire at everyone, and I just get hit with a fucking beam rifle. Sucked. Anyway. All right. Well, here we'll go to the main fight. Everyone, we've been teasing this for too oh, long. Okay, we just yeah. want to get a little background on Jake Paul. In July 2020, it was announced he would be venturing into the ring for a second professional bout facing professional basketball player Nate Robinson as part of the undercard for Tyson Roy Jones Jr. exhibition. Which, by the way, we don't need to get into that fight. Tyson looked way scarier. Jones was dancing around. It was a lot of hugging. It was two old guys fighting. It was such bullshit, though, that they, they called it a draw. A draw? Fuck that. Tyson won. Tyson I know it's an exhibition. Tyson yeah. fucked him up easily. Tyson was funny afterwards, too, because they're asking Jones Jr. all this shit. He's like, this guy fought three years ago. No one cares. I haven't fought in 17 years. No one's asking me if I'm going to be okay. It's like, dude, because you're a fucking Mike Tyson. You're scary as shit. <laughs> the scariest dude. We were watching his knockouts before the fight. And it was just crazy. I mean, it's insane. He had the best prime, I think, of any modern boxer. I know he, he ended up losing some fights later on in his career, but his prime, because he was so young. He was like 19. Dude, that was the fucking scariest motherfucker. Like the way he, how fast he could, just his knockouts. It's like, I don't know anyone who would get in the ring with him. Like, Dude, I mean, even if I was in that, on that echelon of being a top tier fighter, I wouldn't have gotten in the ring with him. He looked. <laughs> So fucking nuts, dude. I mean, and even like I was talking about this with my cousins that we were texting about the fight and they're like, it sucks because, you know, no, no up, up and coming fighters. You don't want to really want to see him fight because you want you want to see a Mike Tyson fight. You want to see that. So he needs to find another 50 something year old. Mm -hmm. But any other 50 something year olds like I'm not going to get brain damage from this crazy bastard. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, maybe if you could find Lennox Lewis or like Holyfield, maybe they need some money. Because Lewis is like a year younger than him. No, no, actually, Lennox Lewis is a year older than Mike Tyson. Lennox Except, Lewis would have been that would have been good. Well, let Lewis beat him back mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah, the, so there's a storyline there. Yeah, yeah, you have you have like something, but it was just like I didn't think. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be like that fun of a fight, but it was crazy. Like watching the shape that they were in, you know. 
Yeah, like, dude. It's it, kind of, it was still a fun spectacle, you know? Well, yeah, no, like it was still like a good time. It was just like you just knew it was it was more just like kind of a novelty. But it was like, I don't know, Blake pointed this out. Like Tyson in the beginning of his career was so nice and like respectful. Like after fights, he'd be like, he'd knock a dude out, but still be like, I just want to thank this guy for fighting me. Like this was an honor to be did it. And then like 10 years, like or like what, five years later, he's just like, I'm going to fuck his kids. Like, he'd be yeah. like, like you'd be like, what? Wasn't that when uh, he was on The Simpsons? There was a funny and gag where he's going to fight Homer. That was like his Tyson character on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was the Tyson character. Right? It wasn't actually Mike Tyson. It was like, but yeah, but I mean, it was Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know what's the craziest thing about Mike Tyson? He went to prison for, for fucking rape. And everyone just seems to not talk about that anymore. It, especially in the climate we're living in now. You'd think someone would be like, wait a minute. Yeah, why is this fucking dude... St- how is he not canceled? Literally, you know, I was Louis canceled, but this dude is still this guy's selling out pay per view. Yeah, Louis like jerked off, and people were like, Oh, that's gross. He's like, Oh, my fault. Like, that was the extent of it that we know of. And maybe it was a little weirder. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I don't know. You know what's crazy is I didn't even know that either. Uh, and people told uh, uh, Blake told me like before the fight, they're like, That someone made it like, like, Yeah, I don't know why, I don't even know how he is still around. And I was like, oh, he did that? And they're like, yeah. I think I was just – I was too young at that time to, like, look up those tablets. You know, you didn't have Google. So I think when it happened, like, I like just didn't know about it. Well, I remember because around the time The Hangover came out, and he had a fun part in The Hangover, mm-hmm. the Tiger Woods thing was going down. Oh, shit. And I remember having a joke because I saw a CNN thing at the time where CNN's like, will America forgive Tiger Woods? I'm like, well, yeah, probably. What do you do, bank cocktail waitresses? <laughs> He had sex with some girls who worked at Hooters. Who cares? Like Ray Lewis murdered a guy. Mike Tyson raped someone. Like, you know, I remember thinking, what the fuck are we doing? Kobe. I mean, RIP, but he had some shit where it's like, all right, maybe it's a gray area of what happened. Kobe's wasn't good. I mean, and there's certain people that you in, I feel like the, especially it's like when you have money, your lawyers, you can get lawyers to cover some shit up in the best possible. Like that shit all got swept under the rug where you just had kind of had you just come back to it and you're like oh yeah and like it's already been that distance has already kind of kind of wore off it's like sheen you know definitely but definitely that's sh- i mean i don't know that dennis rodman he was the same way when he was in chicago i mean he got kicked out of every club he got kicked out of a excalibur i remember my dad had explained it he got kicked out of spirit because there was a red-headed stripper dancing on a pole I think it was a stripper or it was, a, it was like a dancer dancing on a pole she was redheaded and he took a fire extinguisher and goes, your pussy's on fire, baby, and like sprayed it all over her. And he and not shit happened. And my, I remember asking, it was in the paper. I had to ask my dad about it. And my dad's like, he's just a, he's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> it took a while for me to understand. Like five years later, I was like, oh shit, that's what that meant. Well, that's how dads explain that kind of behavior to their young boys. Sure. But, good to know for future reference. But no, I, yeah, I don't know. Mike Tyson, it's like, Fuck, if you take away that, the rape, like, hangover, he was great. <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh because it's not funny. It's a serious charge, no, everyone. It's like, sent it this funny, like, though. It's fucked up that he's like, he was so endearing. I mean, I didn't even know about the, the shit that happened, but he was like so endearing to me, like, and the hangover. And I always thought he was just so funny that like, he wouldn't take himself seriously, even though he was like this dude. Tom Segura's story is hilarious about him. Like, he just has all these. All these like really touching stories with people. <laughs> I know. Maybe you know what though? I, I don't know. It's weird because there are two, three crimes in my brain that are unforgivable. <laughs> that, and that's one of them. Murder and being a child molester, which is also rape, a form of rape. <laughs> Doing anything bad to kids. It's like. Yeah, you should be gone. Well, because you know, there's some stuff where it's like, all right, they went and got help. They, you know, had a real active uh, contrition or whatever. They atonement was, you know, yeah. they, um, but then there's some where I'm like, nah, you gotta be removed from, from society. So maybe you, have, you have to be at least be blackballed from like being on a, on a, uh, a platform that can, you don't get to be in America's biggest comedy blockbuster. Yeah. The hang, right. <laughs> yeah, you can. All right. Look, I'm going to, I'm going to look up Mike Tyson a little bit here. Let's get to his crime. Um, 
All right, oh. here we go. Rape trial in prison. Tyson was arrested in July 91 for the rape of 18-year-old Desiree Washington, Miss Black, Rhode Island. Real quick, what? Rhode Island was segregated back then? <laughs> Wait, there was a Miss White, Rhode Island, and a Miss Black, Rhode Island. Good Lord. In her Indianapolis hotel room. It's bad enough to be in Indianapolis, and then you have to deal with I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry, everyone. I thought it was Miss Asian, Rhode Island. I yeah, Miss Asian, Rhode Island. Yeah. Tyson's rape trial took place in Marion County, I'm trying to be serious now, but I'm laughing about some other things. Um, <laughs> Superior Court in uh, from January 26th to February 92. Partial cooperation of Washington's story came via testimony from Tyson's chauffeur, Virginia Foster, who confirmed Desiree Washington's state of shock after the incident. Further testimony yeah. came from Thomas Richardson, the emergency room physician, who examined Washington more than 24 hours after the incident and confirmed Washington's physical condition was consistent with rape. So, yeah, I mean, this guy, Ooh, yeah, it's, not, it's not even like, uh, uh, like foggy at all. It's like, no, it's not. I mean, this, it doesn't oh, seem man. like, it's not like the Kobe thing where there was consent and then somewhere along the line, the sex got very rough mm -hmm. and she was like, Hey, slow it down, back it up. And he's yeah. like, I'm finishing, which yeah, is bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, oh, I don't yeah, know yeah, how far no. you're in. If one says no, get the fuck off her. Right? For sure. We're, we're yeah. in agreement there. Of course. It's, I feel like I have to emphasize that extra now because we've been giggling over some parts, but no, it's no, nothing no. to do with that. It's, I mean, it, it's more just giggling of how he, it's just crazy that he got away with like, that's what we're giggling about. Cause it's like, are you fucking yeah, kidding I'm me? Like laughing at just like how <laughs> he was so like people like loved him in the hangover. Like when he's on screen, people are like, Oh, that's Mike Tyson. And, but like he has this, I, I don't know. It's kind of like what, we, I mean, this, we didn't, when we got cut off, we were, you were talking about how, it's like different cultures. Like you were talking about now, like white claws. If someone brought white claw to a party in the early two thousands, people would be like, what the fuck you're doing with that shit? You yeah, know, you like balls, dude. You yeah, like balls. Yeah. It's like, it's so, it, it, he, it's crazy that he committed that terrible crime in, in a, during a time when he still could have gotten away with it. Or at least when we could have forgotten about. Is that dude. Not to cut you off, Nate, but he's still a registered sex offender. He's a two-tier sex offender under federal law. Holy shit. This man, like, this is nuts to me, actually. I'm kind of angry about this that we're all like, oh, I want to see Tyson fight again. I, I get know. it. We get swept up in all of it. Um, but it's still holy shit, man. <laughs> it's fun. He was just, he was he only served three years. He was sentenced to six years, but he only served served less than three years. You think you feel like someone would have brought that up? At the fight, like being like, why is this dude being like on promoted on TV and shit? It's crazy that no one be fun. Wouldn't it be some shit if the Kill Gallons Pub podcast was the thing that took him down? <laughs> I hope so. You know, Hannibal's helped his career yeah, well, take down Cosby. Well, yeah, you know, Hannibal's already great before that. What's that, buddy? I'm sorry. I said this is like our Hannibal moment. Like, with yes, everybody, let's stop the Mike Tyson, dude. This guy. Look, I'm also reading. He was married to. Robin Givens, who was a beautiful actress in the late 80s, star of Head of the Class. Mm -hmm. And that marriage um, was had allegations of violence and uh, mental instability on Tyson's part. So there was a lot of shit going on there. Like, Givens gave a joint interview on Barbara Walters. Oh, that's a lot of stuff to read. In which Pretty Givens described lot. life with Tyson as torture, pure hell, worse than anything I could possibly imagine. Givens also described Tyson as manic depressive. So at least now he could be I mean, like a mental problem. Fucked up, dude. But it's all it's also just it's like you think like every like rock star in the 70s, like you can't read their own like if you actually read their real biography, you know, like every one of your idols was not a good person. But I they, know in like a culture where they were like, hey, we can get away with this, we'll do this shit all the time, you know, and now looking in high like the hindsight is like like blaring like you're just like jesus christ like he was beating up ono what you know that's why it's like dude I, you got to i know with lennon yeah it was no lennon wasn't beating up ono i think it was his first wife he oh, smacked around a little bit okay the only thing i give john lennon credit for and people who listen to this podcast know i i'm a beatles fan mm -hmm. um and obviously i'm not condoning john lennon being a terrible father to his oh, first I didn't mean to knock on, I just, I, that's what i heard and i was like what like John, I never. No, no, it was a good example of like. There, and there's a lot like that too. Like, dude, George Harrison, who I love, mm -hmm. in the early '70s, had an affair with Ringo's wife. It's like, dude. Yeah. And then Clapton and his wife. There's a whole. There's <laughs> bad people doing bad stuff. The Bone Thugs. 
Don't even get Mark me. Kelly. I mean, there's, there's so many fucking <laughs> all these icons, damn it. Um, but dude, John Lennon, the thing I do give him credit for is you know, this wasn't the era of social media. So the public found out that mm-hmm. he hit his first wife uh, through John Lennon. John Lennon talked to he brought it up oh, in the he interview. Brought it up? Because he said Yoko changed me. When I was a young man in the early 60s, I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. I was a hitter. And he did. Oh, he, there were stories of him getting oh, into fist fights all the time in high school. Okay. Yeah. So he kind of owned up to it and talked about it. And then she, Cynthia Lennon, his first wife, wrote a book. You mentioning it. Yeah. A couple of times he, you know, smacked me around and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and, which is awful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning it. But again, that is something that he admitted to, owned mm-hmm. up to, and say, I've gotten better. You yeah. can come back from that. Sure. Rape. You can't, I don't, my, I just can't forgive someone for rape. Yeah, yeah, rape, you're done. That's a one strike policy right there. Right. All right. This, this podcast took a funny turn, not a funny <laughs> turn, but like, our, oh shit, I didn't think we'd get into this. Um, we're going to end on some goodness in a couple seconds here. Long story short, Nate Robinson should not have been boxing. Whoever he was training him should have been like, you don't know what you're doing. Hey, look, brutal. you could be a good athlete, but like, Hey, I don't get how Logan Paul or Josh Paul was his name. Jake Paul. Jake Paul had nine pounds on him mm-hmm. and about three or four inches in height, maybe more. I think it was six one to five nine. Yeah. And like 13 years in youth or, or 12 years in youth, I think what 23 to 38 or some shit. I don't know how yeah. that works. 15 years. Um so it's just the, the the whole setup was bad. And the only thing that Nate Robinson had going for him was, oh, I know who Nate Robinson is. He's a five foot nine inch guy who won three dunk contests, who stuffed LeBron James once. Yeah. And was a good player. So I think I'm going to go for the athlete. But fighting's a different world. And there's a reason there's weight classes. And, you know. And it's and you saw that. It was like the perfect example of how dangerous it is if you really – if you don't know the technique and you don't have these, like, basic fundamentals, you can get seriously hurt. They should have called it after the second one. He kept Easily should have called like, it. I can't watch this shit anymore. He's getting haymakers to straight to his face. He was, like, like, running into them. Yeah, he was like giving him momentum to come in, and he was just falling flat. That's like, dude, that that's the hardest thing. Like, I have sometimes I have a tough time watching like UFC boxing. When they get the hit, when everything just goes limp and they just fall, it's like the, it's like the. Oh, I'm like, oh, I can't watch this shit. Well, I was gonna say I give UFC credit because they would have stopped the fight way sooner. Oh, they're they're really good at being like, no, you're getting your ass kicked. Like this is. No the, good. the difference, though, with UFC is after you get blasted like that, the guy gets on you and hits you one more time. <laughs> I know. The guy wants to ensure that you're going to get KO'd, which, which is, is fucking I, crazy. So many times I see that where I'm like, dude, the guy was clearly dead. You killed him, yeah. and then you punched his dead body. Why? <laughs> his eyes are rolling in the back. His, like, tongue is hanging out, and you're still you get on top like, I need to finish it. Yeah, it's insane. You see that big challenge Conor McGregor? Didn't, didn't he do that? He did. He challenged Conor McGregor because he wants money, and you know Conor wants to box again. Oh, so he he's just doing it to make money because he would get the shit kicked. Oh, out. he would get fucking McGregor would fucking kill. See, McGregor obviously a lot of people don't realize this though. McGregor was a boxer in high school and like good. I think he was like all Dublin or something like that. He then completely switched to MMA, so he wasn't like training in boxing. He fought Mayweather, and yeah, Mayweather might have like like made it last a little bit longer. But actually, Mayweather doesn't have knockout power, so Mayweather's whole plan was to tire him out. I mean, dude, dude, he had, he won three or four rounds yeah, and looked like, good. Like he looked like he had good technique for the most part. I mean, he's more I mean, of a counter puncher than you know. So it, it, the straight up shots aren't as powerful as a typical mm-hmm. like like contender of like a like a real like I'd say for the average person, McGregor's power is insane. But for like a top tier, mm-hmm. like a, a top ranked boxer, yeah. his straight up power is probably still better than average, mm-hmm. but not like something that's unheard of. Where in the UFC, his counter punching, especially when he's rocking at 145, 155, was just devastating. That's well, what he was known for. He would do, duck your shot and then blast you before you knew it was coming. I mean, and that's the thing though, is like, you know, like I don't really know any of these attributes or anything like that, but I just know that Jake Paul challenging Conor McGregor, it'd be like like a high school basketball player challenging LeBron James or some shit like that. Like you're going against a professional athlete who has done this their whole life, you know? Like this guy, maybe he's had some experience, but like it's like you just beat someone who literally wasn't defending themselves at all. Like, yeah. 
Like you would never like you'd be out. He'd be out within ten seconds. That's what I'd put. I he would McGregor would absolutely destroy him. Yeah. There's a rumor that McGregor is going to fight Pacquiao, and that's why. <sighs> well, how I mean, Pacquiao it? should win that one too. But who knows, McGregor? I think I think McGregor's a good boxer, but it's funny that his his two first professional fights he'll end up being zero and two. And it'll be versus Floyd Mayweather, who's probably one of the greatest pound for pound of all time, undefeated. And then Pacquiao, who's also a super superstar. Not gonna lie, I really wanted to see him go against Khabib again in UFC, but that's not gonna happen. You know, I do and I don't because McGregor's a good learner. I mean, so I think he would have looked. He would have had a better showing. This would have been fun to see another shot at it. Yeah, Habib is such an elite grappler, and the rules for UFC favor those type of guys in a lot of ways. Sure. You can't really... Or that submission where, and like he just has his head in your chest at all times. Like... It's just not. A, it's not an exciting fight for me. And That's I true. And maybe people have been called a Habib hater by a few people. I just don't respect the fact that he wants to fight GSP, um, Habib, but he doesn't want to go up to weight. He wants to make him, oh. him and he's never gone up. Most fighters. Mm-hmm after they dominate a division, naturally will go up. We'll go up just to get to that. But, it doesn't, like, but that doesn't suit his strength of, like, weight, you know, the, the bigger weight, like, it's going to be hard. Also, there's a lot of good grapplers at 170. Oh, uh, okay. At 155, there's really – it's him. There's not a whole lot of – it's a lot of strikers at that. Tony, Tony Ferguson, right? And then he couldn't leave the country or some shit? Ferguson would – yeah, he couldn't – yeah, him and Ferguson were – set to fight each other four or five times. And there's always something. Habib didn't make weight twice. Um, Tony hurt his knee and then he couldn't leave because of COVID. I would have been that sh- would have been the best one because um, Tony's great on his back with jujitsu and all that kind of shit. Yeah, so. he's right. And like, he's like, yeah, he's wrestled. He wrestled in high school and shit. Like he knew, he knows like he's really good with that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even wrestling. Yeah, the wrestling, I think Habib would just toss around anyone. But at 170, I don't see him doing that. Mm-hmm. That's why I was kind of like, oh, I lose a little respect for him. Because, like, Connor, if Connor stayed at 145, he would been he would have been the greatest 145 of all time. He yeah. ran through that division. Jose Aldo had won 20 fights in a row and was the king of that weight class, 145. And the heavy betting favorite. There's a great video on YouTube where it shows all these people saying – Hey, what do you, who do you think is going to win, McGregor or, or, or Jose Aldo going into the fight? And literally everybody was like, McGregor's going to get his ass kicked. McGregor's going to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And he knocked him out in 13 seconds. Yeah. And so, like, and he ran through everybody. He could have stayed at 145, even though that's a hard weight that cut if you older, and dominated. That's why I don't respect Habib. He's trying to keep that record perfect, go up a level, and really challenge mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, it does seem like he's trying to protect it. Let me ask you this, though. So what, what is now the match everyone wants to see? Is it like Colby Co- Covington versus Azar or, or uh, the Usman again? That Usman guy. I mean, I don't know if I want to see that one again. I'd, yeah, that was he a great fight the first time. Right? Did Usman break his jaw or something? He did. I want to see Covington versus Jorge Masvidal because they oh. used to be really good friends. Because they don't. Have- they're both MAGA guys too. Oh really? <laughs> oh, man, Trump see, guys. I, that's kind of why I want to see Colby Covington fight Usman again because Usman kicked the shit out of him, and it's just such a good storyline. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see that one again too. That'd be pretty fun to see. I mean, McGregor Poirier should be a good one. Um, yeah. Gaethje McGregor, if that happens. Gate, oh man, I would like to see Ferguson get a rematch with Gaethje because I feel like that wasn't the normal well, time. He was training for like one fight. He was, he was training for one fight and then last minute switched around. And I think it's, he just didn't look like himself. Even the walk to the octagon, he looked different. I mean, he's getting a little older, but he had a twelve fight win streak. That was a hard fight to watch too because Ferguson <laughs> kept getting up. And kept just going full force, like, and he just kept taking shots in the head. He was getting blasted. He was getting, bla- and uh, yeah, that was a brutal. That was a hard one to watch too. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's check this out now. Before we get into, I like to end the podcast playing a game of fuck Mary kill. Oh, okay, which is always fun, right? Okay. But Nate. You are not only a hilarious comedian, everybody. Everyone should definitely follow Nate Burroughs. Thank you, pal. Dude, I really, I've always loved watching your comedy, man. You always got good energy and just like, you're just, you're a fun comic. And, um, but you're also a good person, which is so rare for comedians. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But tell everyone about the charity you're working with right now. (laughs) And um, you're collecting coats now, you're making sandwiches. Yeah, and, well, so yeah, so pr- I mean, pretty much a Jewish much- guy. You're really not. I'm joking. I know. I'm working with nuns and shit. They're cool. They just got to throw a tarp over me before they touch me. It's great. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it started out with me and my uncle. Like uh, when the quarantine first started, uh, I would take 
make sandwiches. And before like every Sunday, the 30 for 30 bulls doc would play. And then we would drop off sandwiches to, like all my friends. Cause you hadn't seen him in a while. And it was just like, Hey, kind of hang in there. And then he's like, we should cook for the homeless. So we got in touch with this ministry and now we're doing this coat drive and it started in November and now we're going to extend it to December. Like we've made over like 150 kits for families. Like I've like dropped them off to families and they've like given me their sizes. So I don't know. I just fucking hate when donations where it's like, you just drop a box of coats and people just go and like pick one out. But this is like, I'm having these families send me what they need, their favorite like colors, their sizes. Exactly. So they can actually get what they can get what they want. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's just pretty cool. the comics, you know, I know you said like a lot of comics are scumbags. The comedy scene has been incredible. Like everyone's donated really good coats. A couple of comics that have donated cute. a Hawaiian shirt, which I'm like, I, I want you to fucking go give that to a homeless person right now. <laughs> We're hitting 30 degrees, but uh, no, everyone's like really pitched in, man. It's been real cool. So it's been uh, awesome. Is there anywhere that people could donate or anything like that? Is that what's the name and like? Yeah, so uh, you know, it, uh, it's called Morale Witches. It's on GoFundMe. Uh, it's it, it, literally I have it on my Instagram, I have it on my Twitter and my Facebook. It's in my profiles. Uh, if you're in Chicago and you have extra clothes, I'll literally come to you and take the clothes and probably give you a good ass sandwich because me and my uncle still are making a bunch of shit. So I, I, we, that's what we kind of did. We're just like, if you give us coats, we'll give you a sandwich when you're exchanging. So yeah, any, anything like that, anything you guys got, any warm clothes, we're doing tents. We're going to do like, we were going to do a tailgate, but now with COVID it's too remote, but we're going to, we're going to do a uh, long underwear tents and uh sleeping bags next as like our fundraiser. So it's been cool. You shouldn't take used long underwear though. That's no, 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 not used long underwear. The ministry was like, I'll take used long underwear. I'm like, you haven't met some of these fucking people that I know. <laughs> Although typically you wear long underwear over regular underwear because no, it's more we, like an extra. Yeah, we were gonna do it like if you buy a package of long underwear, like we'll like give you like we'll either do like a sandwich for like a like a fresh package of long underwear or something like that. We're gonna do like kits like that. So that's, that's great, man. Yeah, man, it's cool. You're doing great stuff. Thank All you. right, now here's how I play fuck Mary Kill. I'll kill a- Tyson. <laughs> What's that? I'll kill Mike Tyson. Oh, there you go. We all should kill Mike Tyson. Um, all right, my go. Yeah, sorry, my headphones are a little weird. I've been missing no, you a few times. All right, I, I reach in and I pick them out at random. I pick uh-huh. three, and based on who are in the movies, are who your options are going to be for fuck marrying. Oh, and I like this shit. Okay. Yeah, because I got this big bin of DVDs. Anyway, the listeners have heard the story a million times. I was cleaning out some shit. I just threw them all in one thing, and now it's just a fucking wreck over here. Okay. All right, here we go. Reaching in, don't make fun of my movie collection. I got oh, here's a good one. Major League. Oh, all right. So I usually pick one of the people on the cover. So it's a dude right away for you. You gotta um uh pick a number between one through three. Two. All right, Charlie Sheen. Fuck, I was hoping it was gonna be Behringer. Too bad. All right, I'll take all right. Your next one. Oh, it's a thicker one. It's special edition. Ooh, this is a great movie. Batman begins. Oh, Batman Begins is another good one. So, but it, it just for the sake of having a, you know, mixing it up, the woman is, um, yeah, Katie Holmes. So Katie Holmes yeah. is your, you got Katie Holmes so far and you've got Charlie Sheen and the yeah. last one. All right. Ooh, Ghostbusters. Oh shit. The, I some good movies one? here actually, man. Sometimes I pick some terrible movies. The new, um, and the remake or the old one? The old one. So it's all dudes again, but I could give you Sigourney Weaver. You want Sigourney? Yeah, give, give me you Sigourney. Two love, women and a guy. I love Ripley. Or no, I'll do a guy. I'm I'm cool. It's 2020. All right, one through four. Uh three. Peter Vankman, Bill Murray. Ah, no. Your choices. Dude, if I got if you stuck me with the fucking Egon who plays that guy, that Harold no. Ramis, he's dead, by the way. Oh, uh, well, hey, rest And yet him. Mike Tyson's living. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so your choices are Bill Murray. Uh, Katie Holmes and uh, Charlie Sheen. Who do you got? Mary Bill Murray. He'd be a great just fucking guy to have around at all times. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Uh, Very fun. Have sex with Katie Holmes. Uh, and then kill. Yeah, you got to kill Charlie Sheen. Because This he, was a good choice. I mean, you know what? Great. Yeah. You were, you were smart about it. Because hey, Bill Murray, you don't have to bang your husband. No. Have sex and marriage. Dude, we probably just hang out. He, he, he loves Wu-Tang. He's into kung fu movies and like we we would really we'd vibe. 
dude, you have a lot of fun. He likes to drink. He likes to get behind the bar. You like to get behind the bar. I've seen you dance on tops of bars. We're, we're bar guys. Hell yeah, man. Right. And then Katie Holmes, man, she had a tight little body back in the day. I think it's still pretty good. I had an ex-girlfriend in reference that looked like Katie Holmes. So, you know, that's why I didn't want to like marry her because it would just, you know, remind me of the past relationship. But the one time thing, that'd be fun. It'd yeah. be like it'd be like a rekindling. Yeah. And killing Charlie Sheen. Look, I'm I like Charlie Sheen in a lot of things, but to kill him as you're killing him, you're like, I don't want to kill anyone. I'm not a murderer. So this is crazy. I'm killing Charlie kill Sheen. Too, though, you know, like he'd be easy to kill if I had, you know, like he's like so drugged that I feel like he would, I just have to like, I could just poison him or something like that. Definitely. Like he seems like he's really dumb and easy. Yeah. I think he'd be easy to kill. And then the nice thing about that though, Nate, is that when mm -hmm. you're watching TV with Bill Murray at home, yeah. two and a half men comes on, you could be like more like one and a half men, right, Bill? <laughs> and we fist bump or something. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, yeah. dude, man, that's been the podcast. Thank you so much. I've been keeping the podcast tighter lately, everyone. I don't know if you noticed that. Sometimes I get into like two and a half hour long ones. But Nate, I definitely want to have you back on in a couple months when the NBA season gears up. Oh, for sure, I want to really get into the NBA this year. Normally I get into it around playoff time, but the Bulls are turning a corner. And I know you're a big NBA guy. Love our fourth pick, man. Yeah, I'm in. Have me on. Have me on that next time. We'll talk about it, man, for sure. Dude, hell yeah. Slam Town. Everyone follow Nate Burroughs on Instagram. That's your name, right? You're just at Nate Burroughs? Yeah, at Nate Burroughs. Hell yeah, man. All right, dude. Thanks so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Check out the Patreon. Keep subscribing on YouTube. You guys are the best.